0: This is a Fireworks Brigade special report. Today's special guests the Secretary
1: of the National Fireworks Association and owner of Red Rhino Fireworks, Steve Hauser, and Larry Farnsworth, President of Gavel Public Affairs. Now, here are your hosts, Johnny Starr and Ron the Banker.
2: John, serious music. You know what that means. It means it's time for what? Special session.
0: Oh, special Fire, session. Fireworks
2: Brigade special session. So uh, we've gone back and forth with NFA. And, and right up at the top, we should say very special thank you to Nancy Blodgen. She's She's been huge in getting us access to Larry Farnsworth, who's the president of Gavel Public Affairs. And oh, And yes. he works with the NFA and also... Steve Hauser, who's the secretary of the NFA. So uh, way back when, about seven months ago, we talked to Spencer Elg, who was the outside counsel. We talked about uh, the proposed NFA uh, sanctions on to ban the metals, metal powders and fireworks. So, uh, And then this last time we talked with Steve and Larry about the boom tax, and and that was published a couple months ago on our YouTube channel and also fireworksbrigade.com. I think it was episode 78 of uh of our fireworks brigade, save our fireworks. So um, today's topic, though, is different than the boom tax. Today, again, we're going back to the CPSC proposed rule to ban metal powder. I know that's important to you.
0: Yes, uh, very important. And that's what I keep reminding people. Everybody's worried about the boom tax and what Trump is going to do. But our main concern here is banning of the metal powder and uh, the metals in powder. So this is really... You know, on episode 81, here, this is a really crucial episode because we want to get out the word to people uh, again, and we're also going to hear the rulings and what they've been talking about. Right. So, this is a very important, um, important, um, you know, podcast. So, I hope everybody listens. And, uh, but yeah, we really need to focus. On um, on this ban to the metal powder, and we also uh, I've always said and I had a conversation with um, someone yesterday from China, you know, and once again they're all worried about the boom tax, and I'm like, you guys belong to NFA and you belong to APA, and are both on two different sides of the fence. So I says, as all the Chinese companies, they really need to make a decision of who they want well, to go they, with,
2: right? Or they or everybody needs to get together and get a consensus and, yes. and have something straight up. So and if it i can't Stress this enough. If you if you're interested in these topics, like I said, you go back on our YouTube channel or fireworksbrigade.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can you can get you can get your fill on this stuff. We've interviewed people from the NFA, and actually looking forward because NFA convention is September eighth, 9th uh, at the Hilton in uh, Branson, Missouri. So we're looking forward to that. So we may be able to sit down with Larry in that. We so.
0: might, yeah. Especially I'm sure Steve Hauser as well, and yeah, uh, hopefully absolutely. we get Nancy Blojen so uh, to sit down with us.
2: Yeah. So this is an update with regards to the CPS. So, just to remind everybody, and then we'll get uh, we'll get these guys on the phone. So soon, the CPSC, and that's the Consumer Product Safety Commission, they're going to bring forward a rule on consumer fireworks that's supposed to make aerial devices safer. Uh, what the CPSC is proposing is removing metal powders out of the burst charge that are currently used to give consumer fireworks their vast array of vibrant colors. So, uh, and if you listen to the old episodes, the previous episodes, you know that um, the NFA. Has been fighting this, proving over and over that it's that's not the case. That there's there's other compositions in fireworks that are more energetic than what they're proposing to ban, and that that was the whole point of this. So, um, so yeah. So uh, again, this is a special episode. Uh, without any further ado, I think we should get these guys on the phone and get it rolling. What do you think? Sounds good. All I'm right with you?
1: All right, John. So as
2: expected, we have Larry Farnsworth, president of Gable Public Affairs. Hey, Larry. How are you guys? And also Steve Hauser, Red Rhino Fireworks in Joplin, Missouri, and also the Secretary of the NFA. They're on the phone with us, John. Oh,
0: awesome. Good afternoon, gentlemen.
2: Good, good, Steve. Hey, and so uh, we're going to talk today, guys, right? Um, I know we've been going back and forth many episodes of the Fireworks Brigade, and you guys have been working tirelessly. Uh, Not only the boom tax, but also now I think we're focused, laser focused, on the proposed... NFA uh the um the CPSC rule to ban metal powder. so uh, you guys have come up with uh some uh, with a compromise on the CPSC rule to ban metal powder so uh I know John is he, he's he's lost sleep over this and he's he's dying to know what what you guys got to say so why don't you fill us on in on uh what this uh, compromise is
1: well um You know, what we're trying to do with the compromise, and and what I put before the uh, various commissioners we met with today, we met with Commissioner Feldman, we met with Commissioner Adler, we met with the staff of Commissioner Kay, and then we also met with uh, the acting chair, um, Anne-Marie Burkle. And the topic of conversation um, that I wanted to have with them was instead of you know, we've spent two and a half years basically fighting the metals uh, provision of the NPR. And it seemed like we were always talking about what we disagreed on within the industry instead of pointing out the things that we did agree on. And, you know, for the most part, the rest of the NPR, um, everybody is in agreement on. It, uh, you know, it's just this metals part that has been the problem. So, What what we put before them today um, and what my my discussions were, and I think they were well received, um, we had good question and answer sessions with all the commissioners and their various staff representatives, was pyrotechnic weight composition. Um, You know, let's look at the total pyrotechnic weight of a device. Everybody agrees on that. The NFA is behind that. The APA is behind it. The AFSL is behind it. And it is part of the NPR, so the CPSC is behind it. Um, And I said, you know, instead of dealing with this chemistry question of metals, the problem of which is, as soon as you make a rule that says no metals, addressing that specific chemistry in the birth charge, there's going to be a change in China. So you've rendered that portion of the NPR moot anyway. So what we need to have for the industry and for everyone, even on the regulatory side, is an NPR or a rule that can stand the test of time, one that's proactive versus reactive. And the one scientific constant that we have to do that is weight. Weights have been used for centuries, and they're universally accepted. Let the chemists make the firework how they want to, to make it perform. But cover safety from a consumer side by controlling the weight. We're not, you know, don't have a 200 gram aerial shell in the consumer fireworks market. But right now that limit is widely accepted as 60 grams. And the industry has done very well within that boundary. And that weight is what's important. It's not what's chemically put together in that weight, it's the weight itself. And that's where we were taking the conversation today. And as I said, I, I do believe based upon their reactions that it was very well received.
2: Oh well that that sounds good, but um is it maybe I'm just well, you know, I'm the I'm the banker in the group, so I'm not really the pyro guy, but I just assumed if I'm walking down an aisle of a fireworks store and I see a 200 gram cake that there is, it's limited to 200 grams. Am I, am I wrong?
1: No. And, and, and that's not what we were talking about from the actual weight standpoint, what they're driving towards is the, uh, you know, what the, the, the force behind this rule has been and what we've learned over the years of having these discussions is it's really the aerial artillery shells. And those are limited Um, under APA's 87.1 to a 60-gram composition total, a pyrotechnic composition total. And that's made up of the launch, the lift powder, the burst charge, and the effect powders. Um, We weren't discussing, you know, anything regarding a 200-gram cake as a 200-gram total or a 500-gram total. What we're concerned with is the single shot total of 60 grams, Okay. So that's the largest shot you can have in the consumer fireworks industry. So that's where we were, you know addressing the pyrotechnic composition weight.
2: Okay. So there would be no tolerance on that after the sixty grams and one single shot, that's that's the limit. So that that would that would that could potentially solve the issue, I would think.
1: Well that's our hope because it's it's scientifically definable. the weight won't change over time unless gravity changes, and if that happens, we've got bigger <laughs> problems, gentlemen. Well, I'm, I'm hoping for it to um, change
2: so no. I can lose a few pounds, but that's a whole other story. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> or you might gain them. just depends on which way oh, it swings. We, we don't
2: want that, believe me.
1: But, you know, arguing over chemistry is a self-defeating argument. You know, the NFA commissioned a test, um, and it was conducted by uh, – SMS, which is a DOT approved explosives testing laboratory. And what that test showed was you can have a burst charge comprised of 12.5% aluminum metal flake that has less explosive force than a burst charge with zero metals in it at all. One that's come, you know, with these hybrid powders, these whistle comp mixes and things like that. Right. So. We've clearly proven that the metals argument is moot, because go ahead, implement a metals charge in the name of safety, CPSC, and eliminate metals from burst charges, because you think that's going to make things safer. The industry shifts over to hybrid powder burst charges, which are actually more powerful. Right. So the metals thing is debunked at that point in time.
2: Right, and Spencer talked about that on our podcast several episodes ago where you actually tested whistle powder, and it came and it proved to be that it had more energetics than the uh, than the metal powder. So, yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about. So does this then, does this eliminate the, the ear test then?
1: Yes. Yes, get rid of the ear test because the ear test is subjective, and that's been the goal. That was the... You know, the thought process was, well, the CPSC wants to get rid of the air test. The industry certainly wants it to go away because it's subjective and it's, it's got too many flaws in it. It's, it's a guy listens to it or a gal listens to it and, and it's this loud. And so we go to the lab and, and then they run these tests. Then they come back with these weights that, that produce these erroneous, you know, nine grams of, of report powder which they've weighed the whole burst charge is what they've done at that point and called it all report powder. Mm -hmm. So yes, we want to get rid of the ear test because it's unscientific to that extent. It's not easily reproducible. And, you know, John, I know you're familiar with things in China. Um, You know, consider this with an an ear-based test or a noise-based test. If you just manufacture something and the powder is still a little moist from construction moisture. You know, the tubes are still maybe a little wet. But when you test that in China and it goes up in the air and makes a noise, it's going to be a different noise than what you hear over here in the States after that thing has dried and cured on its way over.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, we've noticed that even, even once we get them back here and we put them in our own warehouse and, you know, you sit for six, seven months, it's much different, completely different.
1: Yeah. So there, there becomes a problem. Um, so yes, get rid of the year test. Let's go with the weights. Those are easily reproducible. They're a weight's a weight, no matter when. And this way, industry and the regulatory agencies have a defined, finite capacity to determine compliance. And one thing I mentioned to the CPSC was I said, you know, I think that this would be good for them in terms and for the industry in terms of efficiency. You know, you don't have to subject the firework to all these tests if the first thing you do is go straight to the lab and weigh it. If it if it weighs out and it's good, well, then you can go do your performance test for your tilts and things like that out in the field, your field testing. If it fails, you don't need to go out to the field and test it. So you can move on, and then you can get back to the, you know, the import company whose stuff you're holding, and you can speed up the answer to them in terms of, hey, this either passed or failed, based on the weight. Yes, we're proposing getting rid of the ear test because nobody likes it. The CPSC doesn't really like it either. We've come to learn, and, and they've admitted as such. I think in not formal writing, but it certainly seems that they want to move away from it. That's why this metals proposal came up. So they're actively seeking a way to move away from it. Um, and that's good. And we're happy that, they, that they're that they addressing that. That's good for industry. And that's good for them too. It's good for all of us. So we like that they're helping us with that. Um, but going down the road of it's all the fault of metals has been debunked by our test that the nfa had commissioned showing the whistle powder issue
2: right and then if they would ban the metals and then they they see that the whistle powder is more energetic they could start to ban that and next thing you know it's a slippery slope and there's nothing left um what about and and I'm, I'm not i don't really know what this is maybe you can explain it so what about x xrf testing what is that and and will that be eliminated as well
1: well, if we get rid of the metals requirement, then XRF goes away automatically because that's the only place it came from. All it right. was going to be the method by which they could determine the, the content of metals in the burst charge.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah, and that... the
1: problem with that was, the argument was, you know, and I've seen these XRF machines in action. Um, and there's this little cup and they have this cellophane, you know, end on them that the machine scans up through. And part of the issue with that is, is if there's a static charge, it's going to attract all the metal in that powder right down to the edge of that film. So when that gun scans it, the first thing it hits is a wall of metal. Oh, okay. And and it could read, hey, this is 10%. Well, it may actually only be five. I mean, that's part of the problem with the XRF. And so that's sort of been debunked. And that's just one of the things, but. You know, my solution or my proposal, the NFA's proposal, and it's not mine, I'm speaking on behalf of the NFA, you know, the NFA's proposal is to say, get rid of this chemistry analysis, move to the weights. The industry is already there. The, the uh, CPSC as part of this NPR wants to make weights an official part of their testing because right now they don't necessarily have these true weight restrictions um, on devices. So they're wanting to officially adopt those as part of their, you know, what is a CPSC standard. Um, But those those weights are already used by the industry, certainly under EX applications um, under 87.1. But Another thing that we discussed today in why we want to get rid of the metals is, is because as you guys know, APA 871 um, is there as a method for achieving an EX number. It is not there as the only method to achieve an EX number for a consumer firework. A consumer firework company can go to the DOT directly with an item and they can say, I want this. to to get approved, it's a brand new item, I want it to undergo new explosives testing, and you guys can classify it and give it an EX number. So the DOT can do that. And then they will put it under new explosives testing, they'll do their measurements, their their power studies or whatever, and they'll come back and they'll say, this firework device is classified as UN0336 1.4 G, consumer fireworks, or they may come back and say, Well, this one's too powerful, meaning more powder weight in it, more powder in it, so we're classifying this as UNO335 1.3G display fireworks. If the DOT and and keep in mind that the DOT does not have a limitation on burst charges not being able to contain powdered metals... So part of the problem is you can get an EX number through DOT, new explosives testing, that could have metals in the burst charge. And now it's an approved explosive. The DOT signed off on it. The company brings it in. Then CPSC, if they've adopted a no metals thing, tests it and says, oh, you can't have this. Now you have CPSC and DOT at odds with each other, and the fireworks company is caught in the middle. And that's not good either.
2: No. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a very good. Uh, it's like a, a standoff.
1: So part of our compromise proposal is let's get CPSC and DOT in lockstep with each other on you know this one CPSC won't violate what DOT's approved. It's continuity of government, and that's a real thing, and that's a good thing. And 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 the commissioners, when that was explained to them today. We're certainly understanding of that.
0: Well, yeah, at least they're all on the same page. That's really what we need to achieve all throughout government. So I'm sure that would be, uh, that was very receptive to them.
2: So, and and uh, another thing that we've talked about at great lengths uh, on this show, um, talking about being in lockstep with each other is, is having a consensus. So is there a consensus with uh, maybe some other um uh, Three-letter organizations uh, with regards to this uh, this um,
1: compromise. Okay, that's a very good question. Um, well, APA clearly um, supports uh, pyrotechnic composition weight limits. It's in their eighty-seven-one. It's already there. Um, they they're on the record saying that they do support that. Um, Interestingly enough, in the meetings today, there were representatives of the AFSL listening, and they did not um, voice any objections when we were discussing this. Um, so I really think now and, and, and you know one of the things that happened at the very end of, of today was that uh, representatives of the AFSL um, approached me and hopefully we're going to have a meeting at the nfa expo in branson
0: that'd be perfect that would be really uh, helpful so
1: i hope that they stick to that and say you know they they weren't just providing us lip service because i said i think we really need to talk and they said, yeah we we need to talk so hopefully that that was a genuine statement and not just uh Idle banter, but we'll find out in Branson, I suppose.
0: Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you there. That's um, coming up real soon. Now, when it comes back to uh, chemical composition, um, keeping the weights in check. But now, what about um, um, all chemicals that are used, or the ones that are are the ones that are not being able are not um, in fireworks? Now, they will still be not allowed. Because I know you mentioned that we'll let the chemist build it the way he wants as long as we watch the gram weights, but there are uh, certain items that shouldn't be in the chemical mixture. Those will stay status quo. Correct. Okay. Yeah,
1: we're, we're not going to put arsenic in our burst charges or our fireworks.
0: Yes. You know, the,
1: the banned chemicals list, I assume that's what you're referring to? Yes. Yeah, and, and I would propose we just leave that alone. I, I would think so too, yes. I mean, fireworks can, you know, the the consumer fireworks are great today without them. Why do we need to, why do we need them?
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we just leave the chemicals the way they are, the way that, the way it is now. And we just uh, concentrate on the gram weight. But now when they were talking about like no metals in fireworks, that would affect our 500 gram cakes as well as our 200 gram and 350 gram. So basically those gram weights would still stay in check for those cakes and the single burst would be up to would be still at sixty grams, and um, and everything would basically stay in place. Just got to make sure that if if it's an, if it's overweight, well then it's going to fail automatically. Nothing to do with the chemistry. Correct. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, if, that. if
1: you have a five hundred gram cake, that's five hundred grams. Great. Yeah. You know, just as long as there's not shots in that five hundred gram cake that are sixty five or seventy grams.
0: Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, it certainly makes sense, and, you know, in the fireworks industry, you know, like we talked about how seasonal it is, we really don't need to reinvent the wheel like they tried to do a few years back with the EX numbers, which uh, failed miserably, and uh, just put everybody backlogged and just, I mean, turned us upside down. So, yeah, I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel. I think we just need to, like you say, a compromise and get rid of the ear test because it it is subjective, and and there's a and there's a few other tests that they do that are, I mean it's almost like um, clown like. I mean the the fuses on a rocket they hold up, you know they they tape two rockets together, and if they pick it up by one fuse and a fuse falls out, well it it fails. I mean I don't even know who come up with a test like that. So I mean there's some really crazy ones out there with the, with the way they do it, but. Um, I think certainly uh, this is a good start, though, to get them all on the same page. And let's talk about what we agree on and not what we disagree on all the time.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's re- that was the message of today. Um, you know, as I've thought about this, and, you know, it, it this has gone on for two and a half years now. And I said it in our meetings, I said, if, if this metals thing was such a great deal and such a good answer, after two and a half years, wouldn't all of the mines who have Put all of the energy into this thing, time and resources and effort. Wouldn't they have been able to come to a conclusion, a mutual conclusion about it?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, the
1: fact that there can't be one um, just tells me that the whole concept of it was flawed, really, from the onset. Um, and that's just, you know, the now that's the common sense argument. But you know, I still think to an extent, it, it's it's got to hold some water.
0: I agree. Um, you know, when you, like you say, when you debate something for two and a half years, something's got to get done. And I think in the beginning, this might've made sense to the people who didn't really think about it too much and really concerned, I'm sure with their own interest. But I think that, um, even when the more they think about it, I mean, it's, it's just not the right answer. Not, it's not the right answer to get rid of a hearing test. That's for sure. I mean, what they proposed originally is not the right answer to getting, just to get rid of the hear t- hearing test, take all the metals out you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the causation, um, you know, and to, to say that, you know, these injuries are the result of metal powdered burst charges. That's never been shown. There's no data that supports that. Yes. Um, and that's always been a point of contention. Um, you know, show me I'm from Missouri, show me, I'm yep. the show me state, yep. you know, and it, it was never shown. Everybody just says, well, if powdered metal burst charges are more energetic and you, and you, and you take them out, then, then they got to be safer, right? Well, that's supposition. Um, regulation shouldn't be made on conjecture or supposition. But, you know, better than that, we said, okay, let's test one that doesn't have metals in it. Oh, looky there. It's even more powerful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, supposition is not only tossed aside at that point, but the argument itself is torn down to say we said that metals weren't the way to look at this and here's the proof. And and I think that was really instrumental in halting, you know, where that rule was headed last fall. Um, and you know, here we are a year later. Um, and yes, we, we do want to resolve it. And you know, I'm hoping that today is the first great step towards getting that resolution done so that we can all move on you know, the CPSC, the industry, we've all have better things to do than keep talking about this. Um, But what we want is we, you know, as the NFA, you know, our job is to look out for our industry and and help make it to where it can grow. And, you know, with a weights-based testing methodology, you can grow under that because as technology changes overseas and there's there's burst charges that don't even exist today that will in the years coming. Uh-huh. Um, and the weights will still be there as a valid way to assure compliance and assure safety because we all want that. There's, there's no one in the industry that that doesn't want their product to be safe, you know, and, and I think the products today are very safe. Um, and they have, have become that way more and more over time. Um, and I think now what we ought to do is try to spend a little more energy on, you know, education of consumers um, and, you know, get people to stop doing some of these crazy, silly things that make for, for awful news stories from our point of view.
0: Yeah, so it ruins it for the whole thing. It ruins it for the whole industry. Yeah. 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 So you had the meeting today
2: and, and we've asked you guys this every time you get on, we get on the show what's next? What could we do to help? And uh, is there some type of deadline, people leaving, um, uh, you know, um, the different uh, deadlines or, or whatever that, that would make this? Um, is there a resolution in sight? Is there a date where we can expect to have some type of resolution? Or could we be still talking about this two years from now?
3: We're, we're hopeful that the CPSC is going to act. And they certainly, um, Alluded to that they are going to be acting soon, probably sometime after we meet in Branson. Uh, I think for now the most important thing that we can do, that your listeners can do, is go to the website saveourfireworks.com, dot com and under the regulatory tab we have the petition that's still up. We have eight thousand signatures, and um, you know we need to you know let the let the CPSC know that that you know we uh you know we support the NFA compromise.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, we, um we've also got some uh we're going to be working, you know, with with the legislators, um you know, contact your local congressman, let them know, contact your senator. Um you know, we've got a lot of the information is up on the uh, on the saveourfireworks.com website. So um, folks can go there, and we'll, you know, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, and we're going to continue to let folks know and give them updates. Um, but uh, it was alluded that, and I, I don't have a specific date yet because um, the CPSC hasn't announced it, but we're definitely expecting something probably within the next month or month and a half. Um, so hopefully we can give you guys a better update when we see you in Branson at the expo.
2: Yeah, uh, we look look forward to seeing you guys, John. You got anything else?
0: Um, no, I'm just uh, taking it all in and and um, seeing how my little brain wraps around it and what else I can come up with that I might think would be uh, beneficial. But um, I, well, you're in China all the time. Do you think uh, they'd be able to stick to the? Certain weight
2: in each uh, in each tube in each charge that that shouldn't be a problem. No,
0: that that shouldn't be a problem at all. That should be very easy, and we're I mean pretty much stick to that now. So um, no, I don't think that'd be a problem at all. I think that would be uh, it'd be a, a win win for everybody. I think.
1: Yeah, I I think you know going forward what what we want to what we want to do is make sure that we do this to where we can put our best foot forward as an industry. Um, we want to keep, you know, the conversation going. We want people to be informed, um, and we want, you know, them to, to look at this objectively and professionally. Um, you know, this this can be an emotional discussion, um, but you know, we want uh, cool heads, professional, you know, um, level looks at things, and we want open, good discussion. Um, and I think the CPSC does want that as well. Um, I don't think they wanna make a bad rule. Um, I think there's been a lot of misinformation or maybe some things haven't been totally clear um, over the years. Um, I think from continued conversations, we're getting closer and closer to that. Um, We did outline, you know, I did outline for them today the difference in applying for those EX numbers under these methodologies and how they could actually find themselves at odds with the DOT. Um, and, and proposing the weights measurement as a solution removes that. And I think that did, I think that was well-received. And I think that really kind of surprised some of them. They, they weren't clear on how that all worked on the CPSC side. So, you know, I, I think we just need to, you know, continue to, to stay engaged. Um, your podcast is a great source for so many people. And, I'm you know, I thank you guys for, for having us here to do this with you. Um, to help get this word out because, um, you know, it's it's so important. And, you know, like I, I told the CPSC today, I said, from my standpoint, I want to come to the resolution of a rule and a, and a testing methodology that certainly outlasts my time in the fireworks industry and sets it up for the generations to come.
0: Yes, I agree. And and the biggest thing that I like about this compromise um, you know, when you talk about banning in any industry anything, you, you don't want to go down that road of banning anything. Let's work with what we have and let's adhere to the rules that we have. But yeah, you know, we don't want to start banning or lessening this or lessening that because the only way the only way after that is just keep going further down. And we don't want to do that uh, and it's not going to strengthen our industry at all. It's only going to weaken it.
1: Agreed.
2: Well, guys, we, we appreciate you taking the time and um, to, to get on our little show with us. And uh, we'll be recording live at the, the lunches. There's no more Afterglow at the NFA, so we'll be doing it at the lunchtime.
0: Are they, Actually? Uh, yes, I was going to ask you about that, Steve.
1: Yeah, yep. Yes, there is afterglows at the expo.
0: Good. Uh, oh, we I... are
1: going to be having them this year.
0: Yes, I I, uh, I remember telling Nancy when I left, I was like, please, Nancy, bring back the afterglow. The luncheons are great, but it's just not the same feeling. I really look forward to those afterglows and sitting around after the fireworks and it's so much more fun talking with everybody and, and sitting with everyone. Uh, and the luncheons, you know, of course, having a booth there, the luncheons kind of cut into our, our operating hours. I had to be at the booth. I couldn't even wait that. I couldn't even be at the luncheon that long where you know, we had to get to the table. So, yeah, I'm glad we're, we're bringing those back.
2: Well, great. Well, yeah, looking forward to it. So we'll, we'll see you guys there. Sounds good. All right. Thanks again, Larry and uh, and Steve. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you, it. gentlemen. Thank it's you, guys. It's our pleasure.
0: Thank you for everything you do. Yep. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, Larry. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.